This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Look, I'm just trying to be alright with it, yeah. I'm just trying to be alright with it, yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it, yeah. I just want to be all right with it. Yeah. So you coming into this game tonight, Matt, felt good about the Celtics. After everything that we saw last time, I didn't think they were done. Ty thought they were done. But why did you feel good about this this game? Uh, I Like I said, I like what Brad Stevens said about the team, they're close-knit and that, you know, that someone was going to have to beat them and not themselves in a series. And obviously last game I thought they beat themselves in the game mm-hmm. four. Um, but I don't know. I just think they have good leadership on the team, and I, I just thought they were going to bounce back in a big way. I mean, I didn't – big way in the sense – I didn't think they'd win by 20 points. I thought they'd win the no. game. Um, but I just – it's just the character and makeup of this team all year. I just felt like I have confidence in them. Like, if this was last year's team, I'd be with Ty 100%. I would have said uh, Toronto and six. Um, but it's just a different team and a different makeup and, a, and better leadership on from the top down. So – I think from last night to tonight, Ty, we saw that the Celtics are the better shooting team flat out. And what happened last night was you had two guys shoot miserably um, just in general from the floor in Brown and Smart. Tatum shot terribly from three. Kemba Smart, I mean, Kemba Smart, (laughs) Kemba Walker didn't shoot well from three either. And then tonight, I mean, it wasn't even as much as Kemba still shot one for six from three. And then you have Tatum shot one for five. You, you still have Smart shooting a little bit better, two for five. J, uh, Jalen Brown, three for seven. And just in, in they're not just settling for three-pointers. And obviously, Tice going five for five makes a big difference. But that entire starting lineup finishing in double figures, Brad Wanamaker finishing with 15 points. He was three for five from three. Do you? The big question, though, is because you thought the Celtics were done. You, you've been predicting the Raptors, Raptors since the start of the series. How do you feel about the Celtics now after their huge win in game five? Well, that was the best case scenario if you're a Celtics fan. I mean, you were hoping they would play their B game for the first time since game one, and they played their A game. They played awesome. It was start to finish great. I mean, they probably could have closed a little bit better in the fourth quarter, but Mm -hmm. there's really nothing to complain about from the Celtics team in terms of their effort, the way they played. They shared the ball, like you said. It was good to see Jalen Brown finally make threes again. (laughs) <laughs> which is a good sign going forward. Um, right. And then on the opposite end, the Raptors, they went completely cold tonight. Like, they were not getting good looks either. Like, they were taking some bad shots, and you heard uh, Kenny Smith and Stan Van basically say the same thing. 
they were taking a lot of bad shots, but a lot of it was because the Celtics defense forced them into bad shots. There, mm-hmm. there was just nothing available. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about Robert Williams playing less and less as the series progresses here? I uh, think part of the, go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, I think he needs to continue to play less and less until it, he picks it up defensively. I'd honestly throw can at least Canner would probably somewhat work harder or do like, I think it's been pretty obvious that Brad doesn't trust him defensively because he, He's a mess defensively. He cannot – when Ibaka's in the game, he just does not play the pick-and-roll well. And it's not pick-and-roll switching. It's He does not get back to his man fast enough. Yep. It's like – it's almost like he's a step behind. He just seems, like, really out of it. Like, the first couple – I think the first two games, he had a lot of energy off the bench. I, I just don't feel that. Like, I don't I don't see it. I don't feel it from him. I don't know. I, I, I would expect to see less and less of him in this series. And that's, like, your, your point is that – that either Grant Williams is going to take those minutes, or I don't know uh. if he'll put Canner in, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I think you need to go with you need to go somewhere with it because he doesn't look great defensively for sure. Yeah, the the thing with Timer that I get worried about is he's not. I mean, you you actually said it a few times, Ty, how he's just a good athlete and and he's tall and and he makes up for his deficiencies there. But when he's all, I think the biggest difference that we saw when he was playing well through uh, you know early on in the series was his effort was there, where he can kind of make up for maybe some of his basketball IQ deficiencies. And now like what Matt's talking about, where he's that's getting exposed, and I think that has to do with oh he was kicking ass early on in the series. Now things he you know maybe gets a little bit too big you know too high on himself, whatever it is, but it's just not there, and he doesn't have that IQ to lean back on. I, I think yeah. the word I I'm sorry Ty I think the word I forgot to say he doesn't seem engaged. That's that's the word I was trying to think. exactly. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, th- I think people get blinded by him shooting like eighty or ninety percent in the series. Like he's they're all dunks. He's yeah, catching yeah. lobs. He's not. He's not. Yeah. I mean, he has a jumper that he'll shoot once a game and make if mm-hmm. he's open, which is good to see. But I have no problem. I mean, Tice was playing very well tonight. He was passing the ball. He was rebounding. He was drawing fouls. You know, getting the rebound and kicking it out and starting a break. I mean, T- Tice is playing very well tonight. And going forward, he should probably be getting two thirds of those center minutes. If um, Tice is on, he needs to be on the floor. But, but yeah. Ty, I think um, you're the one that pointed out to us that he was complaining a lot, which is very, uh, you know, with the rest, which is very uncharacteristic of him, as we learned from Stan Van Gundy tonight. When he started that sentence by saying, oh, when, you know, Daniel Tice is complaining, I thought in my head, I finished the sentence. I'm like, yeah, when he's complaining, it has no value because he does it so often. And then he went the complete opposite direction and says, like, oh, he never complains. So him voicing his opinion about this is like actually meaningful. And I'm like, I mean, you guys watch more Celtics basketball than I do. Doesn't Daniel Tice complain a lot? He complains a shit. I, I believe that he, he earns the right to, to complain because I, I swear he gets the worst whistle and it's not, it's, yeah. I mean, the Lowry play is example. Why, a like, I mean, that's a clear hook, but, but I feel like he's the guy that's easy to call files on for the Celtics because he's not mm-hmm. a bigger the name. The war on Tice is real. Yes, it is. But he, he doesn't does, complain yeah, more than Lowry, I'll tell you that. No, he doesn't complain more no, than Lowry. No, Lowry's just trying to get calls. Tice actually has like a legit case most of the time. Yeah, I would say in terms of most complaints, if we we're trying to do rankings, it would be on the floor right now. It's Lowry, then it's Tice, then it's Tatum in this series at no. least. Oh, no, you forgot a one, Nurse. Uh, let me oh. ask you, let me, <laughs> oh, let me ask you guys friggin- a quick question. He's number one with a bullet what? in the league. I, I just want to ask one question to both of you. Like, what do you think Brad Stevens, if he was mic'd up, what do you think Brad Stevens says to get a tech, to warrant a technical foul? Because I swear, 
I mean, Nick Nurse literally badgered a ref in this game to get his tech, like, in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't stop. I mean, like, it was nonstop for, like, ten minutes straight. He was just badgering this ref. What does Brad Steven possibly say to earn a tech in this league Yeah, dudes do that? Like, that that's my question. Nick, um, no, Matt, you've been a coach. Like, obviously, you get you force technical sometimes. Like, you try and do it to, like, get your team yeah. send a message. That's what he was trying to do, but the ref, like, knew it. <laughs> so he wouldn't, he wouldn't give it to him. He's like, I know what you're trying to do. I know what you're trying to do. Like, I don't oh even – I'm not going to give it. And he had to give it to him because, like you said, he was relentless. He just would not give up. Yeah. The thing with, with with Stevens, though, I wonder where it's like he's the situation where you deal with a guy who doesn't say much often. So when he maybe says just a little bit more than normal, then it's like the yeah. ref is, is quicker to give him the trigger. Whereas with with Nurse, it's almost like white noise. You just It's it, just drowned out. You don't really hear it. You know what? You know what bothers me though is like I'll, I'll say stuff about like Lowry and and Nurse complaining, and they're like, "Well, you know, Nurse is doing. He's a great coach. He, he's trying to get fouls for his players." And I'm just like, at what point though, a coach is that like a good coach, or is that like just like I guess the culture of the NBA? Because to me, a good coach like Brad, you should fight for your players for fouls and stuff like that. But at some point. Just shut up and coach your team. Like, get old. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like you as a coach, your style and how you handle refs, at least, obviously, maybe I'm thinking more of the kids I coach at the lower ages. Like, mm-hmm. the players start to reflect their coach. And that's why I think, like, Lowry and Nurse, they literally just, like, mimic each other on how they but they're handle referees. They're like, it's, they're like father and son. It, it's, it's a match made in heaven. It's so – Lowry, like, honestly, either one of them, I can't help it when I see their face. It's just, it's just so freaking annoying. Nurse has the worst mannerisms, though. He always has – it's always like he's catching flies every time the camera yeah. catches him. And Lowry's always like uh, – he always has that look on his face like, I just got to – I just pull a fast but, one on these guys, freaking assholes. But, but do you guys think that makes you a good coach that you're constantly on the refs tra- and you're getting fouls for your team? I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't, don't like, I don't like the thought of that. Like, I don't know. I just think that's kind of, when is it just about playing basketball and not about trying to win over refs to give you some call? I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous. Ty, doesn't it lose value when you do it every single time there's a whistle? Jim Boylan, former Bulls coach, is always on the refs. He is the worst <laughs> coach in the history of basketball. So okay. there you go. That's good. You go. That's good answer. I don't. I don't need. I don't need to hear anymore. So Nick Nurse, Jim Boylan, same person. But anyways, looking at looking at this game now, where it was, I mean, the Celtics needed to respond. Obviously, that first quarter, eleven points after what we saw. Yeah, was... Again, it's just it, it shows game four. The Celtics lost that one from. They, they, this should have been. This series could have easily been a sweep. I think as, as we look back on it now, um, we were talking about it like that, obviously, a, f- a few days ago. But real, like after the response in Game Five, it's almost like this should have been a sweep. It, but yeah, I, th- I think to your point, I think the Celtics have shown over the, the body of work, other than having that dud last game, they're the better team in the series, mm-hmm. like by far. But, and we didn't all think we did not think that necessarily no. coming into this, especially without Gordon Hayward, which is it's a shocker and all this. I know, look for all you all the stuff you say about Hayward. For them to go and have a huge win like this, and I mean to do what they've done against the Raptors, I, I didn't see. I just didn't I, see it being like this. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that. I, I think the the thing is what I've always thought about Hayward is obviously, you know, I'm 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 stuck on the Hayward take in the sense of that I said that they didn't need him to beat the Sixers, and they didn't. I didn't think they necessarily needed him to to beat Toronto. I mean, Toronto's a good team. They don't have, as you can tell, why I think they struggle is. Who do you give the ball to on that team to get you a bucket? I don't think they have one. 
I think they just play good team basketball. And when yep. they're struggling from the floor, they have nobody to settle, you know, calm them down and, and consistently score. Like Siakam Excellent. is very overrated. He cannot score, you know, in the half court D. I think he start when they're actually playing D on him, he struggles. Like Jalen Brown, other than last game, has shut him down. And I think Ty made a good point last night or last game saying that, you know, that was the one game that, you know, Brown has struggled with, and that's why Toronto was successful. But I, I, I think obviously they need Gordon Hayward to either A, make it to the finals, or B, win a championship. Not even mm-hmm. a question. But to win the series, I've never thought they needed them, I guess. I think we all just thought – I mean, I thought uh, – the way the Raptors were playing, I thought more highly of them. I know, Ty, you're in the same boat, Ty. But I'm curious, um, obviously, your general thoughts and all that. But when it comes to Siakam, Matt raises that point, starts me think, get me thinking – is Pascal Siakam bound to end up in that same kind of tier as a all like a perpetual All Star like Kyle Lowry? Look, as much as you may not like, I think he's that good, Matt. He's been an All Star. Was it like five times? Is Siakam bound to end up being that kind of player where he's like a, I guess a two or a three A 3A on a team? I I think Siakam's a little bit better, but kind of in that same caliber um, of standing in the league. Yeah, I, I don't think he's the number one. I mean, Toronto's not the team they were last year, obviously. It goes without saying they lose Kawhi Leonard, then you expect everyone to step up, and it's just not possible because they don't have the talent to do it. So I like Pascal Siakam. He's not a bad player, but like Matt said, he really struggles in the half court, and he keeps trying to back down Jalen Brown and like do this you know, two, three dribbles, turn around, right hook. It's all he does. Like It's his only right. move. It's just a pump fake or a right, right hook. And and, yeah. and yes, like that's all he does. <laughs> and, and like you both say, I, I'm harsh on both of them. I like I'm just when I say that like I think they're overrated because in my mind neither of them are to me Kyle Lowry's like a three at best. Because if mm-hmm. you look at it last year, their team, Kawhi was the one, Siakam was a good I think Siakam's a good two. I just when yep. I think he looks at, he looks exposed out there when he has to try to be the one, like their consistent offense. I that's just not his game. Um, right. but like I think he's a solid two. On a on a on a, a team that hasn't a legit like one like Kawhi and then Lowry's like a three to me. I don't I don't really love anything about his game, but obviously he's an all star. I just think he's overrated. Right, he he is. I mean, and he's annoying. He's annoying ass player too. I mean, he's I, yeah. I think now I've Harden's the one that tends to annoy us the most. But I think it's Lowry has taken the cake for me. I don't know about you, Matt. I can't I can't watch him play. Did you, I'd rather well, watch I, him play. You haven't mentioned anything. I updated my my uh, most hated list today. Did you? See oh, it? on Twitter? Yes. Oh, Jesus. This, this is breaking yes. news. Holy crap. Breaking news. Number like, one. To- oh, here we go. Go ahead. Yeah, Let's see it. My, my number one is James Harden. <laughs> my number two oh, now is God. Kyle Lowry. And my number three is James Harden. So there's my top three. It's updated. Okay. okay. I don't know if that's that, if it works that way, but we'll, we'll, we'll let it slide. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that with my, my point more so is with Shockham. Just he's he look. We were talking earlier in the year about top fifteen players, right? Jason Tatum is he in that group? Is he in the top ten? And with the voting and the All Star voting, Shockham obviously made it in over Tatum, and Tatum was a reserve. But then we're still having that conversation that Tatum isn't quite ahead of Siakam. Now, coming into the series, we put Tatum ahead of Siakam. I think Ty did as well. I know Matt and I did. But yep. Okay, but it's it's not even a question at this point now. Even where where Tatum, you know, has been off the last two nights. Between the last two nights, he's what two of eleven from three. So obviously not ideal, but he's still he's still making a huge impact and helping the team get out of ruts and moments and kind of steering the ship. And, and speaking of three point shooting, I know we talked about how it was you know it was better than last night, which it wasn't necessarily going to take much. But if I told you guys 
that the Celtics actually only shot 2.4% better from three than the, than the Raptors did. Which are you guys shocked by that? Uh, I don't tell you want to, I don't, I don't know if I'd be, I guess I never, I don't think I'd be shocked, but I didn't think the Celtics shot like that well from three. I, I knew they, in the first half, it seemed like they took some good shots. Uh, not in the I didn't think the Raptors minutes. were shooting that well. From, I mean, it's like the Celtics shot thir, thir, uh, what thirty two point four percent from three, so it's not like they shot that well. But they, I thought they shot better than that. I guess is more I my mean, point. And, I, and I still, they, they kicked the shit out of them. That's my. Well, that's I, the other thing. I, I think they kicked the crap on them. To Ty's point, like um, Kenny Smith and Van Gundy talked about, is like people say it's a make or miss league. It's not. It's it's a good shot, bad shot league. And I thought the Celtics took really, for the most part, there were some stretches where I was like, here we go again. And I was kind of at the beginning of the game. They took like five threes in a row, and I'm like, dude, yeah, like, three happy. Oh, yeah. but then, but then they started getting the rhythm where they were just they were picking them apart. They were getting dunks. They were getting layups. Then they were getting open threes. Like that's how you got to play. You just can't chuck threes. And, and I thought at some points they did, um, but majority of the time they were just getting easy baskets, and that's and that's backbreaking. Mm-hmm. And in and in fairness to, I'm also saying the Celtics shot 32.4 percent, but that's also factoring in Tremont Waters three pointer and Romeo Langford's three pointer that they took in garbage time. Which we can, we can forget about that. We don't. Talk yeah, about then it. that bumps it up to 34.3 or 34.4 percent. So it's a little. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I still actually you know I should count the Romeo Langford mystery still. No, 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 no. In the course <laughs> of all this. But I, I now I, we said it. I think I don't know if we said it during the show or or after the show. But if I know that I, we all felt. If the Celtics lost tonight, Monday, then they were screwed. They were going to lose the series in six. Now, I, I and I thought if they win it, they still have a chance to win it in seven. Right now, uh, I, I still I think they could win in six. I don't, Ty, I don't know how you feel about this. My feeling is that you, if you have the Celtics, if I'm the Celtics, you know, coaching staff or on the team, like there's got to be a sense of urgency to win this in six. Like the, the saying, anything can, ha- can happen in Game Seven. Like I don't like being in a game seven. Would I, you know, would I put my money on the Celtics if there is game seven? Yes, because I think they're a better team. But it's like that MJ, you know, thing like where it's like MJ's like, what, you know, what the hell's a game seven? Like, cause that's gotta be your mentality. Like, you, you gotta close this out in six. Yep. You don't give a team seven. Step on the throat when you have the opportunity to do it. And what do they play on Wednesday or on uh, yeah Wednesday now? So if they close out the series Wednesday by playing a C plus game, they should win it. You know, this team is definitely more talented than the Raptors. The reason I picked the Raptors to start was because I thought Pascal Siakam was a legitimate star. Like he's playing like a bum right now. Like he can't find his shot. He's not rebounding. He's not Mm -hmm. really setting guys up. So like, I don't really know what he's out good. Like it's almost like the case with the bucks. Like when he's off the court, they almost play better. Like it's weird. Yes. Yes. You're right. When he, when he picked up when he picked up his fifth foul tie, they, I thought they did play better. And he was yeah, it's yeah, he keeps getting in foul trouble. And I mean, the reason, like you said, Jalen Brown, he played so bad the other game because he got in foul trouble from you know Pascal getting those head fakes against him. He didn't buy it tonight, so yeah, Jalen keeps locking down Pascal, and that's a really good sign going forward. So I give him maybe a thirty percent chance to win the series. The Raptors, I'm talking about, it'd be a choke if the Celtics don't win this. They, they yeah. the better yeah. team, they have the momentum, they have their shot back. And I think the confidence right now for the Raptors is, you know, pretty slim. It yeah, it should be. And 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 for the Celtics too, if they 
you know, win this series, they go and take care of business in game six, or somehow they, it gets to a seven. And either way, if they win it, they've shown that where they're dealing with adversity, again, with the Sixers, obviously it was much more mild. It was just the first quarter every single night where things would get frustrating. But here they have a team that's proven, as much as they don't have Kawhi yeah. Leonard, they deal with that shit. They bounce back in a big way in game five, especially in the first quarter, and set that tone right away. That's huge because in this next series, if they get to that point, you know, yeah, the Bucks won 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 a game with that without Giannis and the and, you know being there for the majority of it. But the Heat are still going to create issues for them in that series. But does your Matt, obviously you're very high on the Heat right now? You think the Heat are championship bound or at least I, uh, finals bound? I should say. Do you feel any differently yeah, after Game I, Five? I, I, no, I I honestly unless like they talked about Gordon Hayward on the broadcast today. It doesn't seem like he's going to be back in that Eastern conference finals. I don't know if you guys know right. anything differently, but well, they could have had, they, they, I, you're right. Based on what they said, but their timeline might be off too. They, yeah. Yeah. That, that was forced that it was the end of September, which like that puts it like two weeks later than I think everyone expected. Yeah. He wasn't really going to return from injury until September 18th. That was the four week mark. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought he'd be going back to his wife and, you know, kids Right around yeah. that time, and be back by be back by the end of the month. But now he's going to yeah. be leaving at the end. Of the From month. day one, everyone around here that's on the beat has been saying the Raptors series, and now it's not that. Which, if he's there, well, then we know it hasn't happened. But yeah, things happen in pregnancies, of course. But that is just right. weird, like how Ali LaForce is the one telling us that the timelines moved. Yeah, it's a little strange. I guess so. But yeah, so that that makes uh, like so if they you know obviously not thinking ahead if they, if they close out Toronto and they go against the Heat. I I like to say I would pick the Celtics in seven if Gordon Hayward was playing. Without Gordon mm-hmm. Hayward, I'd pick Miami. I just I think you need all your all your bullets in the chamber to beat Miami because I think they got they got a bunch in theirs. I just think you need it's all your true. players, I, and especially Gordon Hayward. You know, at seventeen points, you're missing, and Miami's got dudes that can light it up. So I, I just. I, I'd I'd find it hard to pick the Celtics without Gordon Hayward. Without the full full team, I, I don't know if I'd go with the Celtics. Yeah, they need one more score on this team, especially when that like you have a night where Jalen goes cold and Kemba's yeah, not, yep. not really aggressive like that last game. Gordon Hayward would have filled the gap. But I, yep. I yeah, I do agree, Matt, that it, it's it is really tough to pick Boston without Gordon. So if he's mm-hmm. out the whole series, that's a game changer. Yeah, because you know if things are going shitty or even maybe even from the jump, Jimmy Butler is going to want to cover Jason and, Tatum. Yeah, and I, I just think you yep. in that series you would need those three guys, Kemba, Tatum, and Brown, without Gordon Hayward. They, they would all have to score 60-plus combined on a, mm-hmm. on a nightly basis. Like they couldn't have – like Ty said, they could not have an off night because Miami's got guys that come off the bench that – score 20 you know so well it is not just them. you need that. consistent contributions from smart and then probably tice and it doesn't necessarily mean that both of them got to score 15 but one of them probably has to and the other one's got to be right around 10 every single night if you're going to contend oh no i i would yeah. be really i'd be really because you can't trust your bench i'd be really disappointed if gordon doesn't if they make it to the eastern Conference final gordon haywood can't make it back i just i don't know i just find that really disappointing yeah, I mean, obviously, with the pregnancy stuff, you know, where it's there's nothing no, you can do about different. it. But that would it would suck but, if that. Hold on, here's, here's my question: If the pregnancy stuff, is he going home to like, like a kind of who else? Someone else has done it in the bubble. They went home, saw that Michael Conley, Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder went home too. Todd went Schreuder home too. Can Gordon can Gordon go home if he's healthy enough to play? Can he go home 
see his kid get conceived or whatever, and then come back like a couple, like a day or two later, and and not have to quarantine if he's testing. Yeah, if they How's did that all work? that stuff, yes. If they if they if that happened with Conley and uh, and Schroeder, then it can happen with Gordon Hayward. He just has to be careful. So don't go he's to. Gotta Magic fly City. Home pri- he's got to fly private. <laughs> that was there what they go. were saying on the broadcast. Is he can't fly commercial. Like he's flying on Southwest bags fly free or some shit. Like. Yeah, come on. Yeah, definitely- yeah. Just don't which go is, to the golden banana when you come back, yeah, which yeah. is crazy because he's been, I guess he can't really rehab because he's been quarantined in his room. He's down there in Orlando. Yeah. This is very limited what he can do and he yeah. can't be with the staff and stuff like that. And he's, so and he's still like technically hurt. Like his ankle's still bum. He's still has a which bum is, ankle. Then why is he there? Why can't he be at the hour back center That's until he is available yes. to go back? That's, I don't know. That one's, know. that one's odd to me, but Big one for the Celtics. Game six is going to be on Wednesday, same time at six. Well, I guess they're listening at six forty now because the games never start at six thirty. And NBA games never, ever, ever yeah. start on time. It is remarkable. Maybe games run too long, but they will. If it's seven oh five, first pitch, you better damn bet well it's it's starting at seven oh five. NBA though, forget about it. But they don't run you know five hours long. Anything else before we get going, Matt? What are you? Uh... What do you guys think about the Western Conference series going on right now? Both tied the, at one. The Nuggets responded in a big way yes. the other night. Yeah, that, was, yeah. that was ridiculous. I've never yeah. – what, they score like 60 points in the first quarter or something? It was 44 points in the first Holy quarter. Holy moly. Yes. Yep. 44 points in the first quarter. And I would – I wouldn't hate – look, I don't want to see James Harden win an NBA title uh, this year. But no. no. I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't hate it if they wouldn't upset That's the like, Lakers. It's hey, listen. I've already told somebody this is the only series in my lifetime I have rooted for LeBron James. I am hard rooting for LeBron James. This series. Once this series, yes. Once this series is over, I will never associate myself with him again. But I don't know. I think it's just weird. What I like, I, we talked about it before. It's weird watching these games because the West is like. It's like everybody scores on every possession, and in the Eastern Conference, it's like these grinded out. Like definitely mm-hmm. play. I think the, the East they play better defense. I think, but yes, I don't think they have shot makers like these guys do. I mean, some of these dudes make shot after shot after shot. So it's it's kind of different. That's why I've kind of liked it. Like I watched the Celtics Raptors. Like I texted you guys and said I think I'd be a decent outside shooter in this uh, series because <laughs> literally everybody's just throwing up bricks. But then yeah. I watch these series and I'm like, oh my god! It's like, is anybody is anybody going to stop in this game? Smart's first three, I think, was an air ball tonight. Oh which yeah, was definitely. Very, Ty, which is, I know Ty was cursing at that one. <laughs> oh, I know. Hey, but he bounced back. He bounced back. I have to give him credit for it. Yes, with that air ball, I was like, dude, was, come on, man! This is the type of night we're going to be in there for. It's already uh, starting. There was there was some place tonight. Marcus Smart had me like, oh my god, what the heck? Dude, how about that doing? the pump fake in the right corner? Yes, when he tried to yes. draw the foul. Oh, what the heck god. was that? And then he got caught in the air, so he just had to dump it off somewhere because he had nowhere to go with it. It's like yeah, I don't know what he's trying to do, but just go, just go up with the shot. Dude. Okay, well, so he found. I don't Does know who make- the announcer was with Van Gundy, but he said he was trying to draw Brian the foul. Anderson. Brian Anderson. Yeah. He said that he was trying to draw the foul on Siakam. Are you sure? I didn't he think was, he, yeah, he, 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 he was. He was. Okay. He tried, to, he tried to that slide was, to that the was right, ugly. But, but now every time Smart does something stupid, it's funny because I think it's tight. It's like just swearing at his TV. This Uh Ty, you got anything else before we get rolling? No, I'm good. I Honestly, I might uh, be looking at placing a bet on the Nuggets in this series. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't know if they're going to win, but I mean, people are doubting them, man. Like this is a team that can go off every night offensively. Jamal Murray is a monster; he can score. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, he, he's I like think... Lillard. He reminds me of Lillard. Not yeah, as good, was... but he he has limitless no. range. And listen, he he was very impressive in that Jazz series. I I'm with you, Ty. I think they got a big boost getting my guy back. Um, Michigan Gary State Harris? boy, yeah, Michigan State. That's my dude, Gary Harris. So I mean, mm-hmm. and and they don't they still don't even have Will Barton, but. I so, about Will Barton. Now I know I think it was in the Clippers Maverick series. I know you were paying attention to the over unders in those and how things were trending. Dude, ridiculous. given given what the it's gone on in uh, what went on the Nuggets Jazz series and obviously the the Clippers carrying over into this. Do you think people should be looking at those or do either you guys would either of those interest you guys? Um, yeah. So I I've. I was I split, so I took the over in the first game. It didn't hit because the Nuggets played pretty poorly. They didn't score. It was still close. I think the over under was like two, say it was like two twenty two or something like that. Mm-hmm. The 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 Clippers scored like one hundred and twenty points, but the Nuggets didn't score uh, one hundred points. So did you see that video of Van Pelt? It was the um, Van Pelt interviewing Jamal Murray after they beat the Jazz, and Jamal Murray finding out that they had to play in two days. Yeah, I, right then, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have bet the over on that one. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, we got to play in two days." Well, the reason I took the reason I always take the over with these teams. I swear to God, all these games are in, it's every team is in the hundreds. It's never not in the hundreds. Right? Yeah. Except I mean, for actually, Celtics, the Raptors can barely score on. That's what I'm saying. The, the only team, the only Ty, team the that be- can't get to hundred. The best bet has been betting the. If you, I don't like betting the unders, so I I don't touch it. But like, life's too I'm short for sure. that. I yeah, I bet you though I would like to I bet you every almost every game has hit the under in the Celtics Raptors series. I yeah, they're like two fifteen, two seventeen. They're not even close to it. No, especially to, hell no. They haven't been close at all. But the best bet so points. far of the whole playoffs has been betting the over in that Clippers Mavericks series by far. And the over under was like mm-hmm. two thirty something, like ridiculous, and it was so yeah. good. It was amazing. <sighs> all right. We will talk to you all again on Wednesday. What it do, baby? Yeah, yo, what do you know? I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.